should maybe just give a few more minutes for more members to join. Chip, thank you.
If you still don't call, form a quorum, um, Mr. Brown? Chairperson, we have, we have four members currently present in the meeting, and I have two apologies. Who, who's not, who is present? Uh, yourself, Honorable Aduans, Honorable Siwela, and Honorable Morai Setla. Uh, I'm still waiting for others to join, Chair, uh, but there are four members, and I have two apologies. Um, okay, all
uh, all of them to respond to any matter uh, that the portfolio committee might want more information on or for us to clarify. We're presenting the third quarterly report cumulatively from the first and the second uh, quarter report. Uh, The third quarter uh, report highlights the end of the school calendar year for 2021, uh, but of course the third quarter for the financial year. Uh, we providing highlights in the report uh, featuring major activities, historical activities involving the minister and the deputy minister. Uh, uh, to some extent, some of the work that some of us have been doing, uh, particularly around uh, the issue of driving learner support, which is what uh, has taken me out to the Eastern Cape today. Uh, but also most important around infrastructure, uh, uh, led by the minister, uh, weekly meetings that are chaired uh, by the deputy minister to get us to account uh, well in advance and to deal with issues uh, of challenges that the minister also referred to earlier on. The presentation uh, is going to be done by Ms. Nozipo, Bonambe in terms of performance information. Uh, the financial part uh, of the report, the budget and the expenditure will be handled by the CFO chair. If you allow, without any much ado, I'm going to request uh, Usis Nozipo to start the presentation. Uh, then Mr. Kuno to just follow seamlessly. And then we take comments and questions, chair. As uh, uh, the Secretary of the Portfolio Committee indicated, I requested Mr. Kuno to be on standby uh, to move in in case uh, I get cut uh, uh, because of connectivity and then to be able to lead uh, the team of the department. But I'm very much part of the meeting uh, uh, almost throughout if the connectivity allows. Thank you very much. If you allow, I'll ask Mrs. Nozipo to start the presentation. Thank you. Good morning, um, Chair, Honorable Members, Minister, uh, DG, and Senior Management of the DBE. As DG has already indicated, I will be taking you through the third quarterly report on the performance of the department in meeting its strategic objectives for 2021-22. Okay, yeah, I always struggle with moving the slides. Let me try again. Okay, presentation outline has two parts. I'll be taking you through the part A on performance indicators and targets. Uh, in terms of the major highlights, um, as DG has indicated that there are highlights, but it's about two slides. Um, the basic education minister uh, welcomed the launch of the MTN online school um, on 21 October. And this is seen as a cornerstone in terms of accelerating the digitization of education content in South Africa. Um, it's a free integrated online education portal, uh, which was developed in partnership with um, N- the NECT. So the minister and deputy minister also hosted the 
Charlotte McGregor Memorial Lecture um, in October uh, to highlight critical issues and learning and lessons that young people uh, can embrace uh, in building a united uh, South Africa. So this is based on a uh, nation building. The Deputy Minister also and the Eastern Cape um, MEC for Education through the ASIDI handed over Nkululego um, Raro Primary School to the community of Mbote Mtata in the Eastern Cape on 29 October. The Director General also undertook an oversight visit to 12 schools in Guazulu Natal to motivate grade 12 learners as they were preparing for 2021 NSC exams. Uh, we will see more other um, DG engagements and the monitoring visits in the upcoming slides um, in program one, um, in slide 30, and also I think, uh, yeah, in slide 30, there's more uh, visits uh, that the, the DG has done, including the infrastructure monitoring and so forth. So the next slide is talking to the NSC, um, the learners that set um, uh, for the exams, uh, the both full-time and part-time, and class of 2021 was the largest class also to sit uh, for uh, the grade 12 NSC examinations since the inception in 2008. Um, we've seen more than 270,000 young people being placed in schools around the country uh, during the phase two of the Presidential Young Employment Initiative um, in DBE and started uh, serving on 1 November. So we are providing a, um, job opportunities to the youth in terms of the economic recovery. And this is more about the admin and the marking of the exam, though um, the, re the results have been released, but we've seen uh, 41,500 markers being appointed to mark in 193 centers. And also just to highlight that the Director General also visited 177 um, of the marking centers across the nine provinces. He also uh, conducted pre-standardization meetings. I mean, the Director General conducted pre-standardization meetings with chief markers, internal moderators um, of nine provinces on 20 to 23 December. And the next slide is showing a uh, oh my goodness. Sorry, I always struggle. I'm not so I this picture when the DG was conducting um those um uh, monitoring visits. Um five programs in the DBE um that hasn't changed. In this slide, it's a comparison of the quota three for 2021. 2020-21 financial year and quarter three for 2021-22, we would notice that uh, there were nine quarterly indicators in 2020-21, and there are 10 um, quarterly indicators in 2021-22. And in 2021, 2020-21, um, we achieved 89% during the quarter three, and we've increased by a percent in 2021-22 to 90%. And the one indicator that is um, partially achieved in 2021-22 is in program five um, on the NSNP 5.1.1. That was due to 
then examinations, because quarter three is mainly about exams. So the three schools could not be reached uh, for monitoring. The pie graphs are still talking to the same percentages, comparison of the two financial years, the 2020 89%, 2021-22 being um, 90%. Um, maybe to summarize in terms of quarterly indicators, um, program one has three quarterly indicators and has achieved all three with the annual indicators such as um, the, the bottom one here, 1.1.3. It's an annual indicator with a target of 12. Uh, so we've uh, shaded that in green because the target has already been achieved by quarter three. We have achieved 18 uh, capacity building programs uh, by quarter three. One to one, um, the APP was still a draft um, at that stage. One to two is one of the, of the three that have been achieved. I think I will also try to summarize in terms Recording of- Recording in progress. Appointments in terms of staffing services were made the Chief Director for Human Resource Management, Development and Labor Relations, and the Director for Asset Management um, have been concluded. In terms of training, 105 uh, employees um, attended uh, skills development. R labor relations, there's one grievance that was reported, um, and the grievance was resolved and the claims were paid in terms of the travel and substance claim. Appeals, um, there were two appeals of written warning issued um, in a, as a form of pro progressive discipline. One was finalized and one is under consideration. Eight legal cases in terms of legal services were received. Um, three of the eight, no relief was sought against the minister on, on the three out of eight and one case is a response to a structural interdict. Two, opinion, uh, two um, opinions were written and completed in legal services. One based on the interpretation of the POPIA, protection of personal information, and the other on supply chain management. Legislative services, I will touch on the Bella Bill that has been approved by the cabinet um, on 25 November. Then uh, the revised admission policy is being drafted to accommodate um, the comments and merits. Financial management, I will touch on the expenditure, national estimates of national expenditure, the ENE database that was submitted to National Treasury on the prescribed date. And then also the budgets of the public entities were reviewed and recommended uh, to the executive authority for approval. Security and uh, asset management. Um, we can highlight the successful management of the daily COVID-19 health screening and reporting in four screening points in the department. Supply chain, the bid uh, adjudication committee and bid evaluation committees were held in, on, in October and November 2021. And the bid, um, the BAC, also held meetings to ensure items were finalized on time. 
appointment of pioneer printers and blind essay through the deviation for braiding of question papers was approved in November. In terms of donor grant uh, management, uh, feedback sessions were conducted on annual performance evaluation report to PEDs and organized into three clusters. And the submit, we submitted also as a department the conditional grants quarterly reports to National Treasury on 15 November uh, 2021. In terms of project management, I'll talk to the presidency uh, that has approved the continuation of the second phase of the presidential Youth Employment Initiative, the PE, PYEI. And the project management units also monitored the implementation thereof in the provinces. Communication, there's a number of activities um, that were carried out. Uh, we'll highlight the 11 editions of TUDO, that's the internal uh, communication, which captures all the activities by the minister, Deputy Minister and the DG in the provinces and in schools. And there were also 12, 112 articles uh, that were compiled. I don't think I will go into detail with the other things. Media liaison, there were 57 media interviews and queries on different uh, media uh, platforms. Um, and issues around the interventions of the DBE and the sector in the light of the COVID-19 pandemic and subsequent uh, lockdown. I think I will go to the meetings um, uh, coordinated um, within the, the department. Uh, 17 meet meetings were scheduled and of the 17 that were scheduled, 12 were held, uh, but there was also additional six in terms of the HEDCOM special meetings, which were not scheduled. Five meetings uh, could not be held, um, and these comprised of one ministerial meeting, one senior management, one broad management, and one, one CEM and one, one headcom. Sorry. International relations also, the, um, because they work with the um, <laughs> uh, office of the minister, also in terms of uh, the partnerships uh, that we form um, with other countries to improve on uh, the learning outcomes. The, the new USAID, United States Agency for International Development um, Mission Director, met with to introduce the Mission Director and also to discuss the projects and priorities in the basic education sector. And that happened on 25 October. And also with um, UAE, United Arab Emirates uh, Ambassador to South Africa to discuss their donation as part of the Back to School program. Also 10 November 2021, um, UNESCO um, General Conference, which took place in Paris um, to take stock of the activities implemented under the cooperation. There's quite a number of partnerships, but I will highlight the second bullet, um, which is uh, partnerships on ministerial programs, national teaching awards. This is talking to the, getting the sponsors um, in terms of the national teaching awards. 
terms of strategic planning and reporting and the planning, we, uh, the department submitted um, at the Department of Planning, Monitoring and Evaluation and National Treasury uh, on 29 um, October, 2021 and annual operational plans. Also five were completed, um, finalized out of the eight. I think, um, And the second report was submitted also, which was already, uh, which has been already uh, presented uh, before the portfolio committee and the medium term strategic framework priority three report uh, was also submitted in October, uh, on 27 October uh, to DPME and also uh, cabinet secretariat. Priority four and six reports were also submitted to the lead departments. The department also um, submitted a report on gender responsive planning, budgeting, monitoring, evaluation, and auditing framework uh, to the Department of Women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities on 29 October. Branch reviews were success successfully held or conducted on 8 to 17 November. Um, these um, are assisting the department to improve in terms of the performance information, the branch reviews. The public entities second quarterly reports and the APP were analyzed and feedback was provided to the entities on 12 and 24 November respectively. SAIS APP was retabled in parliament on 6 November. I struggle. In terms of research, um, uh, there were two NECT dialogues that were held with the ECD sector. And these focused on the development of HRD plan, human resource development plan, and also on the ECD reg registration process and system. And the other meetings also that were attended in terms of Primary School Reading Improvement Plan, the PSRIAP, IP, sorry, Home Language Lesson Plan Program, and the second National Conference on Care and Support for Teaching and Learning on 24 November. There's quite a number of them. And then UNESCO, there was a media um, and information literacy week, 25 to 30 October, then the 41st uh, UNESCO General uh, Conference, and the 23rd session of the General Assembly, as well as the 13th Teacher Task Force Policy Dialogue Forum from 1 to 3 December in Rwanda. QLTC also does a lot of work in the provinces, working closely with the provinces. Um, there was a campaign also to strengthen this um, quality learning and teaching campaign structures in the provinces. Parliamentary and business processes. Um, 49 questions were received um, from parliament and the total of 24 of these questions were from national assembly and 25 from national council of provinces. 22 were oral, nine uh, for national assembly and 13 for uh, NCOP. And portfolio meeting, committee meetings due to COVID um, uh, held virtually. A total of five meetings were held between October and December. 
the Select Committee on Basic Education had two meetings. In terms of intergovernmental and technical support, which resides uh, within the office of the DG, uh, they coordinated a number of uh, meetings for infrastructure, sanitation, uh, sanitation appropriate for education, which is safe, as well as the ACD uh, meetings with the program support units to discuss the safe program. Um, the DG um, also had a total of 284 provincial visits to monitor progress on infrastructure um, in the Eastern Cape and KwaZulu Natal. There were also preparatory meetings for the DG visits. And uh, the DG also monitored spring classes in provinces, um, a total of 69 spring camp visits. In terms of the quality assurance and submissions um, within the department, a total of 366 were approved and three were declined. As we move to program two on curriculum policy, support and monitoring, I will also start by summarizing the quarterly indicators because this is about presentation of quarter three. Um, there's one quarterly indicator in program two, and there is one, and the other one is by annual, and the rest are annual indicators. So the one uh, has been achieved uh, during the quarter three. And the other indicators are annual. So what we are presenting here is the milestones. So I will not go through the milestones one by one. And where a milestone, um, where the annual target has already been achieved, it's um, faded in green, like 2.1.9, 2.1.10. The targets for the two indicators uh, were achieved um, by end of quarter three, which is a positive. So I will not be going through indicator by indicator unless there is uh, something I would like to highlight. Also, 2.2.3 has been achieved as at the end of quarter three. I would like to go to indicator 2.3.1, that part which is an, in red font. It's just to highlight that uh, as at quarter three, the, the, the performance was seven out of 27, um, the target for the year, which is a red flag. And hoping uh, that... The, during the fourth quarter, the target has been um, achieved. I would also like to put 2.3.7, number of special schools with access to electronic devices. And the department has a challenge in terms of the provision or providing access um, um, to electronic devices in special schools due to the budgetary constraints and the department relies on partners for this. And the budget is also sitting with uh, the Department of Communication and Digital Technology. So hence, the performance is five out of 307 target. Um, I think we can safely move to the ECD. Um, in terms of the function shift, I will just highlight 
function shift that both national and provincial proclamations have been signed by the president and premiers, and all premiers sort of signed the provincial proclamations. Um, the Minister of Finance tabled the function shift in the medium term budget policy statement on 11 November. And census has also been conducted on early learning. 37 the, uh, data has been collected in the 37,000 ECD programs and that are providing services to 1.5 million children. And that happened in 30, on 30 November 2021. Uh, early years index, uh, baseline assessment of early learning programs. Also, data collection was completed in November with 5,452 learners assessed across all PEDs. And in terms of the um, enhancement programs, we are looking at the workbooks. I will, I will rather go to the slide, um, which is showing um, all the provinces when it comes to workbook. And MST, uh, its monitoring was conducted in the provinces um, in terms of the mathematics um, and covering also topics on trigonometry, um, Euclidean geometry, finance and functions and graphs. Rural education, monitoring visits were undertaken and also there was a workshop which was held in Mafikeng uh, with the representatives from Provincial Language Board to quality assure the translated materials. So in terms of the workbooks, um, the delivery, I would like to highlight, this was at end of quarter three. And however, there was a change in terms of the percentage of delivery or a move rather to 100% uh, by the 1st of March. So when we presented to the portfolio committee, the APP, we had updated those slides, but we still left the quarter three um, at this percentage so that it doesn't cause uh, confusion. Curriculum implementation, 53 uh, subject reports. Um, on the evaluation of the NSC question papers, um, and as already indicated earlier that Quarter three is about um, examinations, and so is uh, the national senior certificate. So it's mostly about the administration of that and the spring classes, which were monitored, and also the implementation of phase two um, of the P, uh, P, e, PYEI uh, happened in Eastern Cape, Free State, Northwest, KwaZulu Natal, and Limpopo. An implementation plan also for the introduction of Kiswahili into SA schools for the academic year 2022 has been drafted. In terms of inclusive education, there was an, an education summit which was held in November in collaboration with DWYPD. And the, sum, the summit highlighted progress, gaps made in the implementation of the education white uh, paper six and there were different commissions um, uh, discussing uh, different uh, themes 111 officials um, have been trained on using sharepoint platform to manage performance information and using this information for reporting for all inclusive education reports 
reading, I will touch on uh, the reading leadership, uh, strengthening in South African schools for learning during COVID-19, uh, a selection of 900 storybook uh, titles um, were finalized by NECT. And also I'd like to highlight the Reading Champions Program uh, where 17,772 champions um, have been placed in schools with a further trained um, 4,348 trained um, in the program. Working with uh, NRC, which is National Reading Coalition, continue to advocate for reading through distribution of reading messages and boxes and to collect books to establish reading clubs in schools and in communities. Read to Lead has partnered with Ethiopian Church <coughs> sorry, of South Africa in the launch of Read the Reach Your Dreams a campaign where a library was opened and an ECD center was revamped. Second 10th metric program, um, plus minus 27,000 uh, second chance learners attended the face-to-face -face classes in phase two, um, and that ended uh, 30 November. And the learners are supported through broadcasting programs, accessing digital programs and provision of hard copies. And this program, Second Chance, has also created job opportunities for 260, 261 youths, unemployed youths, who served as screeners and cleaners at the centers before, uh, during, and after the classes. And that takes us to the next program, uh, that is Program 3. Program 3, um, in terms of the quarterly indicators, has two. And both uh, indicators, quarterly indicators, have been achieved. Uh, the, what we see here is the milestones, for instance, the 3.1.1 and 3.1.2. These are the milestones towards achieving the annual uh, targets. This is, this is also an annual target, the Funza Lushaga Bursaries awarded. However, the target has been uh, met, um, has been achieved rather uh, by quarter three. But I think I need to explain uh, the difference in numbers, a higher number in quarter two and a lower number in quarter three in terms of the uh, Funza Lushaka. The decline um, in number of bursaries awarded uh, was due to bursary holders that have either canceled the bursary or declined, uh, declined or are deceased. So that explains the difference between the Q2 and the Q3. 3.1.4 and the next, and also 3.1.5 in the next slides. The red, I know it's very- Is it it's, only me that has lost, Ms. Monambi? Sure. Um, Chair? Uh, no, Chairperson, we are, I, I can, we, I've never lost uh, for yet, uh, Chairperson, that I'm not sure if other members have, uh, but I have we, not. We, we can oh. hear her clearly. Me, me alone, get them. it's fine, okay. Okay, thanks, thanks, Chair. 3.1.4, 3.1.5, I know the quarter two looks red, and that's what we presented at the last portfolio committee. However, that has been uh, resolved. 
And I can assure you that the targets for the two indicators will be achieved by the end of the financial year. We will be having the four quarterly reports and we have also achieved in quarter three. And that's talking to the two indicators. Yeah. I think uh, that will take us to the end of the indicators for um, program three. Um, in terms of the education labor relations, um, dispute management, there were 22 queries and through three were rerouted to relevant units, three directed to PEDs, and one referred to Mpumalanga, and the 15 cases were closed. Um, education, human resource planning, provisioning, and monitoring. Um, Post-provisioning norms, um, five PEDs distributed their staff establishments to schools um, by 30 September as expected. Uh, four Limpopo, Mpumalanga, KwaZulu-Natal, and Eastern Cape, Eastern Cape sorry, um, distributed the staffing establishments, sorry. Monitor um, education, human resource planning, provisioning and monitoring continued. The department also monitors uh, the number of qualified educators aged 30 years and below. Um, 30 years and below, a total of 221 young qualified teachers were appointed in post, uh, of which 128 were permanent, 54 were temporary, and 39 were substitute and relief. I think for the two bullets, I would like to go to, okay, I will go to the tables rather that are coming after this slide. In terms of educator performance management and development and whole school evaluation, uh, four PEDs were remotely monitored. Provincial training teams trained 8,393 principals on quality management system. Uh, four PEDs were monitored. Five online training sessions were conducted. Initial uh, teacher education has already been covered under the um, indicator slide um, in terms of the performance. The Basari Awards. Then I'm coming back here to the Funzalushaga placements. I said I would rather present on the, the one on the table. As at um, end of quarter three, 76% of uh, the Funzalushaga graduates that are eligible um, were, uh, were placed, 76%. In terms of the filling of posts, if we start on the very last column, um, it's 2021-2021, quarter three. And is, as we move, it's 60%, move towards the left. It's 2021 Q2, which is 73%. But for 2021-22, quarter three, it's uh, 75%. Uh, the, the schools were allocated, teaching posts were filled. This is the same um, still on the filling of posts, but um, this is by interval, for instance, less than 50% by province, uh, 50 to 74%. 75 to 99% and 100%. CPTD, um, continuing professional teacher development, upgrading of grade R practitioners 
six PEDs submitted uh, the updated um, 2021-22 grade out of practitioners qualification information uh, to the DBE for, uh, for the annual sector report. So we will have a consolidated and detailed report by end of the financial year. Um, provision of support, teacher support, sorry, in the PEDs um, through a partnership agreement uh, between DBE and the, uh, the council. A total of 32 provincial trainers were trained on story making and 173 lead teachers graduated, graduated as master train, trainers uh, after going through the course on English language learning and teaching. C-O-E-L-T. And this is key towards implementing the English first additional language in schools. Curriculum research, a number of teachers who took self-diagnostic assessments in math and science, and 200 uh, foundation-phase uh, foundation phase teachers were trained on digital skills. Five tools for impact assessment uh, of teacher development programs have been developed. A national digital skills program for all teachers has been endorsed by SACE. And then there's an online teacher development platform phase two that has been completed and launched in January. Uh, Education management and government's development, uh, the talk, talks to the monitoring and distribution of undocumented learners admission documents in nine provinci provinces. Um, also, the documents included the Pagamisa judgment, secular one of 2020, and examination uh, instruction number 34 of 2018 letters. Program four. Um, in program four, there are no quarterly indicators. All the target, targets are annual. So what is um, presented under validate, the column validated milestone output is actually, yeah, the milestone. Um, indicators on infrastructure, 4.1.1, 4.1.2, and 4.1.3. The first indicator um, out of 21 annual targets, the performance is seven. And we highlighted in red because at least by quarter three, we should be um, at... Um, two-thirds uh, of the targets. Um, 4.1.2 out of 1,000 uh, targets. Uh, the performance is at 458. 4.1.3 on water facilities. Target is 100. And by end of quarter three, uh, the department is at 44. I thought I would highlight those in terms of the performance. Other indicators are talking to the exams in terms of um, the reports, and these are already published uh, because the minister released the, re the results already. And this one is also talking to the examination papers, which also have been uh, overtaken by the events. Um, 4.2.4 and 4.2.5 are talking to the systems 4.2.4 SASMs, and we have also reported a milestone that um, four PEDs um, reported that more than 98% of schools were collected and the remainder of the provinces 
were still in the process of collection before the schools closed. 4.2.5, also systems on the learner unit record information and tracking system, which is the LURITS. We've also reported a milestone on this one in terms of the readiness monitoring tool and schedule that were finalized. 4.2.6 um, is talking to um, a report on learning outcomes linked to the national uh, assessment framework. Quarter three, uh, we are reporting that the progress report has been developed in, in international reading literacy study because that's key for the reading in grade four and grade six. 4.2.7, another key indicator also on first um, early learning and national assessment, the ELNA. We can report that um, the provisional report has been developed. 431, um, district officials uh, from districts that achieved below the national benchmark in the national senior certificate, they participate in a mentoring uh, program. So this is also one intervention in terms of those underperforming districts. Um, the target is 60, and we can see that it's a total of 76, which means we have achieved the target. 4.3.2 is also talking to principal, school principals rating support services um, of districts as being satisfactory. And this one uh, is a biennial uh, indicator and is not applicable for 2021-22. So we monitor it every two years. 433, percentage of district directors who have undergone competency assessment prior to their appointment. Quarter three, we have reported also the milestone, but the target is 96%. 434, underperforming schools monitored at least twice a year. This is also another intervention um, in terms of monitoring the underperforming schools. We've so far, we have reported a milestone uh, because the department has to work with the provincial education departments in this regard. So Eastern Cape and Pumalanga provided sign lists of schools monitored. 4.3.5 district director forums held Target has been achieved. A total of four district director forums have been held. And we know this is driven by the minister. 4.3.6, districts in which teacher development has been conducted as district improvement plans. The target is 60, and we've also uh, indicated and um, reported a milestone here. We will have a final report um, or output by end of Quarter, fourth quarter. Uh, here I will just highlight um, Emmys we've presented on the indicator performance, but I would like to highlight bullet three in terms of the South African School Administration and Management System SASM's modernization. That the, pro the project has focused on the release um, to design and the development for learner and school management incident management and school governing body. Then the fourth bullet is also talking to open EMIS demonstrations that have been successfully completed at many at different fora 
ministerial district uh, directors meetings, headcom, subcom for district managers and e-education, as well as the Gauteng um, uh, Department Education District Managers, KZN and Limpopo, Limpopo MS School Governing Body Associations, National Consultative Forum and Independent School um, Associations. Exams uh, will not really uh, present in terms of question papers as indicated earlier on that this was the process uh, in preparation for the 2021 NSC exams, which have been written and their results are out already. Same here still on the exam administration. Um, in terms of the national assessment, I can highlight that the test instruments were piloted um, in November 2021 in selected schools for the general education certificate. And for early learning national assessment, a draft report has been developed, has been developed and is the, in the process of being finalized. The SACMEC uh, data capturing is, is progressing well and will be concluded by end of um, quarter four. PELS are uh, already uh, touched on PELS, also under the indicators. Um, TIMS, the diagnostic report and national report for grades five and nine was finalized. Systemic evaluation, uh, field recruitment, recruitment of field workers and the manual, manual was finalized. And this also is talking to NSC, which was already covered under the highlights. Provincial budget um, monitoring, um, response to second quarter quarterly electronic um, quarterly performance uh, was uploaded for all nine PEDs um, on the system, which is the, the EQPR system. And the feedback was provided um, on selected PEDs with regard to in-year monitoring spending for an identified month based on the analysis inquiries um, and that were made to PEDs about how they spend or their spending trends. The Headcom Subcom on finance provides support uh, also to the PEDs in terms of the compliance, improvement of the audit outcome, as well as the budget expenditure. Amendments to the national norms and standards for school funding, uh, the national table uh, targets for school allocation, 2021-2023, and the updated national poverty distribution table. Then there was also a letter minister that was drafted to the Minister of Finance requesting his concurrence regarding this national table for school allocation 2022 to 24 and the revised national poverty uh, distribution table. In terms of the provincial and district planning and implementation support, I will just highlight um, uh, bullet three on the Northwest um, section 100, uh, 1B intervention, um, which was a meeting which was convened on 15 November uh, 2021. And also the DCMS Headcom subcommittee meeting on 1 December, where 43 um, members attended. I think uh, I can highlight the last bullet here, which is talking to the district development model. And we know how key that is also. Um, we can report that the coordination of the DDM technical committees in the sector 
is not uniform um, across the provinces, which has provided challenges. A plan um, has been agreed upon uh, to communicate directly with the districts. School improvement support coordinators visited 641 schools in 27 districts to monitor and support underperforming schools. And this is also a very key. And in terms of the primary schools, 515 were supported. And there were also interactive meetings, which involved circuit managers uh, in preparation for the identification of the um, underperforming schools. This is talking to um, school and district incident management and support. Um, a report on the state of readiness or school readiness for 2022 was, was presented to portfolio and select committees in November and December, respectively. The work of the NIDU, which is very key um, in terms of improving learning outcomes, um, NIDU is National Education Evaluation and Development Unit. They conducted 30 workshops um, to remediate the report on uh, teaching every learner to read at an average age appropriate level. And also how teachers use DBE rainbow workbooks to enhance foundational literacy skills. So in this regard, 1,480 departmental heads and teachers, as well as 88 district officials attended the workshop um, in the districts um, indicated below. Infrastructure, this is education infrastructure in terms of the allocation, uh, which is 11.6 billion. As at end of quarter three, 10.2 billion um, had uh, been allocated, which translates to 87.5%. As at uh, 22 January, uh, 1.4. A billion was a remaining amount. The ACD, uh, this was covered um, under the indicator slides in terms of the number of schools completed, which is seven, uh, the water provision, which is 44, and the sanitation provision, which is 262 for the third quarter. But we reported 458, uh, which is covering also quarters one and quarter two. This picture, it's the DG, um, as we've seen the number of schools, uh, so the number of uh, schools that he visits in terms of to monitor the infrastructure delivery and also to uh, find ways of um, <coughs> facilitating the, the delivery in schools. That brings us to the end of program four. Um, program five, on educational enrichment services. Program five has four quarterly indicators and four indicators have been achieved as indicated earlier under the summary of the performance and one partially achieved, uh, indicator 5.1.1 on number of schools monitored for the provision of nutritious skills, meals, sorry. So as indicated earlier, due to the examinations, being conducted in quarter three, uh, three schools could not be reached. Um, uh, so in terms of the overall uh, performance, we the department is 
sitting at 100 um, out of the 120 uh, target. And I'm almost certain that this indicator um, will be achieved, or this target rather, will be achieved by the end of the financial year. 5.1.2 um, is annual and the business plans have been received for evaluation. So we will have also the final output by end of the financial aid by end of uh, this month, which means in two to three days time. Uh, these two were achieved um, as indicated. And this is the third one that was also uh, achieved. Safety, I did touch on the school safety. Okay, school safety, 20 districts um, were monitored um, across, uh, across the three provinces. In terms of sport and enrichment in education, the K Musepe Schools Cup uh, National Championships for netball successfully held. Um, Spelling B, Setswana, and Isetosa, where at least have been developed, developed sorry, for 2022. Arts and culture, the memorandum of um, understanding between DBE and Asitech SA has been approved. And this MOU is intended to support the training of teachers in arts and support the implementation of arts, art programs in the sector. School nutrition, it's already um, covered that 17 schools were monitored uh, during, the, under the, during the quarter under review. Well, health promotion, um, the World Health Organization, a donation of 7 million at deworming tablets uh, was received in November 2021. Uh, draft MOU with Colgate, uh, Palmolive has been developed um, and is with the Department of Health for inputs. CSTL week um, started with the comprehensive sexual education, the CSE colloquium, which was held on 20 to 22, 22 to 23 November in partnership with uh, University of Jobek um, at the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, the CSIR in Pretoria. And this was followed by the CSTL National Conference, which was held virtually in partnership with UNICEF, NECT and MIET, which is Media in Education Trust Africa on 24 to 25 November, and concluded with the launch of Breaking the Silence, which is the TV series at the SABC studios. And that happened on the 28th, um, 28th November. Uh, CSE parent sensitization workshops, which is um, <clears throat> comprehensive uh, sexual education, were conducted in 32 schools in Johannesburg South. 240 SMT um, school management teams and SGB members in Eastern Cape, Northwest and West, Western Cape provinces were sensitized. Um, in terms of the adolescent girls and young women, AGYW, package of services, um, 55,334 girl learners out of a target of 36,432 were reached. 
Hand Washing Day commemorated um, in, at Zimasa Primary School in October. And the DBE policy on the prevention and management of learner pregnancy in schools was approved by cabinet on 29 September and was subsequently uh, gazetted on 3 December. Social cohesion, I already covered the Charlotte McLeague Memorial Lecture um, under the highlights. Um, rights and responsibilities on violence and bullying prevention initiative um, in support of the anti-bullying campaign. A jamboree was organized um, in pursuit of importance of school safety on 15 December, October, sorry. The National School Mood Court Program, um, the department in partnership with Department of Justice and Constitutional Development and South African Human Rights uh, Commission, which is SAHRC, hosted the 10th National Schools Mood Court Competition, grades 10 to 11, virtually from 6 to 10 October. 2021. Kosi Albert's Lutuli Oral Program. Um, there were national finals um, on 15 to 17 uh, October 2021 with 34 learners and 69 um, officials in attendance. Psychosocial support conducted um, the resilience training sessions for Northern Cape District officials and also. Guided, uh, guide for learner support agents and schools on providing psychosocial support uh, for government-to-government -government learner support agents. This slide um, is presenting the National School Nutrition Program, NSNP, schools um, that, uh, that were provided with national, with the nutritious meals, apologies. The last column, which is the total, showing a total of 19,553 schools by the third quarter. And this um, slide also reflecting on the NSNP, but is reflecting the number of learners that were provided with uh, nutritious meals by uh, quarter three. Uh, the last, very last row at the bottom is the totals. Um, per province, and then the last column and the total showing um, like the national uh, total, which is 8.9 million learners, 8,916,552 uh, learners. And that was uh, the last slide uh, in terms of the performance information. I will hand over to um, the CFO to provide, to present the finance budget and expenditure. Thank you, Chair. Th thank you, Nosipo. Good morning, uh, Chairperson and members of uh, the Portfolio Committee, uh, the Minister, DM, DG and colleagues. Uh, can we go to the next slide, please? Yes, uh, our budget chairperson is uh, 27 billion, and 82% of that uh, uh, is allocated to transfers that you make, uh, and the balance, which is 18%, uh, is uh, uh, divided into various items like compensation of employees, uh, examiners, earmarked funds, office accommodation. 
If we can go to the next slide, please. Yeah, out of that budget of 27 billion, we had spent 22 billion. And uh, the, the, the breakdown follows the same percentage breakdown that we showed on the on the budget side. I'll talk more to to the expenditure on the next slide. Yes, thank you. Uh, on this slide, we're showing the budget and expenditure per program. Uh, ordinarily, at the end of the third quarter, our benchmark is that uh, the spending should be plus minus 75%. Uh, at, but at the end of the third quarter, we had spent 82%. The only area which is uh, uh, underspending is uh, program two, which is mainly curriculum. And that is because uh, the bulk of the budget that relates to the workbooks only gets spent in the fourth quarter. So because workbooks get delivered at the beginning of the, of the school year, which is the beginning of a, a, or the, the, or the, the last quarter of our year. So that's why that one would find that the expenditure workbooks would lag behind others. Uh, if we can go to the next slide, I think we'll, we'll skip one or two slides to, yeah, let's skip, uh, skip this one, please. I want us to go to, yeah, to this one. This one is the same budget and expenditure, except that the, it's shown per economic classification. And uh, the two areas which are underspending is goods and services, and that's where the workbooks budget is sitting, as well as payments of capital assets. Uh, that's mainly the, the school infrastructure backlogs grant or a CD budget. I must hasten to indicate, Chair, that the, uh, as we speak, the two, the two areas have come to the party such that the we are very confident that when we end the year in three days' time, we will see a 100% expenditure on, 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 on both these two areas, as well as uh, the departmental budget. Can we go to the next slide, please? Yes, let's just move. I'll stop you. Yeah, on this slide shows uh, the budget and expenditure for earmarked funds. And uh, uh, we, we, we're showing 55%. And as, 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 as I've said, most of the bulk of the budget is workbooks, as you can see, 1.1 billion out of the 1.2 billion is, is actually workbooks. So that budget will be spent as I've indicated. Let's go to the next slide, please. Next slide. Next slide. Yeah, this slide is uh, the conditional grants. Uh, it's a conditional grants slide uh, showing all the conditional grants. We, 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 we transfer funds to provinces according to a, a set schedule which we, we follow to the, to the letter, but the, uh, as you can see, we had uh, already transferred or spent far more than the 75% of, uh, uh, threshold. And uh, we, 
we are confident, as I've said, actually, it's not just confidence. We, we've already transferred 100% as we speak, uh, heading towards the end of the year. Next slide, please. Next slide. Yeah, this one is, uh, is it's, it's, uh, it's basically earmarked funds and uh, we we spending as we should. If, if one looks at the last line there, the total, it's actually public entities, sorry, not earmarked funds. Uh, as, as you can see, we were on par as at the third quarter. We were at 75%, so there, there are no challenges there as we, as, as we speak. Next slide. Next slide. This is the school infrastructure backlogs grant budget, a city budget, which I spoke to earlier on to say we it was one of the two that was not spending when we showed the economic classification. But I can I can assure the, the, the committee that the, as we speak, this budget is spending as it should and come 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 the end of March we'll have spent hundred percent of the budget. I think that's that this should be the last slide. Let me just check. Yes, thank you, Chair. Over to you, DG. Chairperson DG had indicated, I think, when he started that he may break uh, as he's, he's, he's uh, busy monitoring schools. So that is our presentation, Chair. I'm not sure that the minister is still in the meeting. Uh, she had also indicated her other commitment. If they are not here, Chair, I'll hand over back to you. Thank you. No, it's fine. It's okay. Um, safe Thank home. you, Rekuno. Oh, okay. Did you? Uh, no, no. I was saying uh, thank you, Rekuno and Sisnozipo. Over to you, Honorable Chair. Thank you. No, thank you very much, DG. Um, thank you very much to the to the presentation presenters as well. Um, can I note from the members um, that would want to take part in the interaction of this third quarter report? I've noted um, Honorable Nodada. You can proceed. Thank you so much, Chair. Good morning, uh, Chair and colleagues. Am I, am I clear, Chair? Yes. Thank you so much, Chair, and thanks for, for the presentation on the, on the third quarterly report. I just have quite a few uh, questions and comments, Chair. Um, and let's start with the CD. Um, in fact, um one there's a failure to meet its targets its its annual targets um and i did pose a question previously about you know this promised new purpose vehicle or mechanism uh, that will improve and streamline infrastructure development in schools um and uh, in march 2022 i had asked a, a question that the department indicated that there's still a backlog of 35 um, for the sanitation facilities, 101 for water, 
41 for the replacements, uh, you know, of schools that have inappropriate structures. Um, and I wanted to check with the DG on the line. There was an indication that a discussion would take place regarding this new purpose vehicle and how it would look like as an extension to what a CD already does for the department. And whether that department and that whether that discussion has taken place. Um, and linked to that, what features of this mechanism uh, will then be any different to a CD? Um, and if so, uh, from the CFO, what is the budget allocation and annual objectives of this mechanism, if any, has been discussed? And if not, Chair, or that discussion has not taken place in this particular uh, issue of a CD and the new purpose vehicle, could we then be kept abreast regarding that, uh, considering that there has been quite a few challenges regarding a CD? The second one is on slide 42. Um, in terms of the national reading plan, are there any provinces that have not yet implemented the national reading plan or any districts that have not uh, started uh, uh, implementing this particular plan? On slide 36, there's an indication of technology and devices being critical to ensure that learners with special needs uh, need not to fall behind. And I wanted to check what are the reasons that the number of schools with access to electronic devices have not been prioritized or have fell behind? I might have missed this. Uh, but what are the reasons for them having fallen behind? And how much of the budget has been allocated to equip special needs schools with these necessary technologies in this particular uh, 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 report period that we're talking about of 2021? 2022. In slide 51, there's an indication about mother tongue language and the textbooks thereof. And if we look at slide 53 as an example, Gauteng, Bumalang, and Northwest have the lowest percentage in terms of the delivery of textbooks. And Bumalang uh, is sitting at 68%, Northwest 43, and Gauteng at 42 and what are the reasons for, for them not being able to deliver these textbooks? Or are these textbooks that I referred to here a top-up of textbooks that already exist? And if not, then it would be concerning that uh, not even 50% of the textbooks, particularly in Gauteng and Northwest, have been delivered. And if that is the case, has there been any consequence, uh, management that has been implemented regarding the non-delivery of textbooks as we've seen in the Eastern Cape as well recently, the failure to deliver textbooks because of a decision that was taken in November, December, which ultimately affects learning in, in the most poor and vulnerable of schools. And then just moving to um, other issues that uh, I have noted outside of the, of the slides. And I'll, I'll, uh, Chair, I would just like to quickly move through uh, this one. In terms, DG, in terms of some of these target settings, in, when you go and say, you know, we need to monitor X amount of schools for entrepreneurship, X amount of schools that are implementing the technical and operational stream, what determines if, for example, you say that there are 18 schools that you will monitor for entrepreneurship and maybe three per province or whatever the case may be, how do you get to that determination of the number of schools 
uh, considering particularly on um, the three-stream model that has been put in place and other curriculum ventures that we, we seek to achieve and ensuring that we equip learners um, for, for the world of work, um, would, would it then not be important to try and increase the oversight responsibility of DBE to provinces in making sure that they implement these curriculum offerings? Uh, particularly the two that I've mentioned, including things like robotics and coding and so on, um, to increase maybe the target to ensure that, uh, especially in the most uh, uh, poor and the most vulnerable way, there's a need for good quality education and skills development uh, to focus on those districts and areas um, that we need to try and improve the curriculum there. So what informed the targets as they are uh, on this? And, you know, would there be a consideration in future moving on when we do set future uh, APPs to consider, you know, putting more uh, emphasis and target the areas that we'd like to see improve and gain more skills? And in terms of the number of schools monitored for ICT, could we possibly get a report on the findings that, uh, you you have uh, you have uh, found um, once the the fourth quarter is obviously completed. If you've got more schools that you need uh, to focus on there, and then I had requested a a report on the Funza Lushaga bursary breakdown, which I got a, an annexure or yeah an annexure that basically gave a breakdown of all the priority subjects or key subjects across all nine provinces and what is important uh, for each province. But what I would like to get, Chair, is how many learners are currently studying towards those streams or have graduated from them in each province. So that if, for example, the commendable number of over 11,000 bursaries that have been given for Funza Lushaga could be broken down as to how many of them are actually studying towards an FET phase to focus on technical and math and science as an example, and how many of them are focusing in African languages of Setswana, for example, in Northwest as a key stream of studying. It would obviously be interesting to know um, uh, what that looks like. Um, and then the, the, the second last one for me um, is that when these targets are are said to be met. So in this in, in this report, for example, on quarter three, a lot of targets have been met. Is there a tangible measurement of how quality teaching and learning is improved based on meeting these targets? So saying that, you know, we've got a target of X, Y, and Z, we've met this target, uh, but also there's a justification of um, tangible measurement of how quality teaching and learning has actually improved by the department meeting uh, those uh, those targets, and then on the on the on the budget, there's been an indication that now a CD is uh, spending as it should, and by the end of March it would have uh, spent hundred percent of the budget. I just have a concern there. Um, you know, I hope there's no fiscal dumping that's taking place. Um, because we're close to the end of the financial year. And if we can just get a reassurance that that actually is not uh, taking place um, so that uh, we don't find ourselves, you know, having to uh, spend without meeting targets or trying to make sure that there's 100% spend, 
but the quality of delivery that was supposed to take place and making sure that we get rid of those inappropriate structures is actually not taking place. So I think those those are just the the, the questions that I have, uh, Chair, and some of of the comments that I that I do have. Um, and then I think I will come back to this issue of Lutrits and SASMs that the DG referred me to as a mechanism to track dropouts because I'm not entirely convinced that it actually uh, it is the only effective way and strategy to track uh, uh, trace learner dropouts. But I think there's a discussion that we'll take on board on another day. But I just wanted to inform him that uh, we, I mean, I have been looking at that and I think that there is something that can be done in addition to uh, using SASMs and Lutrits to track and trace dropouts. Thanks, Chair. Um. Chairperson uh, requested me to share. She's struggling with network, but I can see she's still with us in the meeting. Um, I see the end of Honorable Mwatsetla. Mudula Studo, this all-important portfolio committee on this platform, good morning. Uh, let's appreciate Chairperson their presentations from the department DBE and um, all the report that they have brought before us. I think we must appreciate the fact that uh, indeed the report appears to be well-crafted and um, well-oiled and uh, accounting to what the department was able to accomplish to this far. However, Chairperson, I've got two questions to raise here. And the first question is uh, the dichotomy that be uh, with regard to two aspects, the issue of scholar transport and uh, or the merging of schools. I know the two do not fall within the same program, but uh, married as they may be, it is very difficult to separate them. You see, it is true that a number of our schools um, warrant to be matched for one reason or the other. And in the main where the schools have been so reduced in terms of learner population such that even when you come to allocation of teachers, it become utterly unviable for such schools to perform, let alone to operate. It's true. And we, you will always overhear a number of battles through the media where a number of communities will fight to say our schools will not be matched and all those sorts of things. 
But uh, the bottom line is, is it going to be sustainable or affordable to have a school with two learners and still maintain that that is a school? The answer is utterly no. But given that challenge of merging schools, you can't merge the school without scholar transport provision. Um, I wanted the department to take us on board, especially at the DBE level. How are they advising the provincial education departments to manage this so that maybe before merging schools, the issue of scholar transport should be resolved and be prioritized? Because you see, we find ourselves in a catch-22 situation wherein either the, the, the challenges going on within a number of provinces, Jefferson, is that there is still inadequate scholar transport in a number of communities where learners have to walk more than 10 kilometers plus. So the question now and the challenge is, when you merge schools, compounding the situation of scholar transport, how is the department intending to tackle this? Because to be honest, the two cannot be divorced from each other. The two remain inseparable. Maybe the department, if they can uh, take us on board as the portfolio committee, how they are advising the provincial department of education departments of education and to address this it could be of assistance because of course you will keep on encountering number of endless questions as and when we move around that was the first question chairperson the second one is what we picked up through the media on our cyber network that uh, there is uh, an anomaly in the Eastern Cape. The anomaly which indicates that uh, the province has underspent to an extent that part of their money, I'm not so sure, but the department will come to the party in responding whether the money has been returned to Treasury or whether, I'm talking about millions here, or whether the money has been returned to the Department of Basic Education. But be that as it may, where the money went may not matter much. But what is very important is what could have contributed to the underspending when the province falls within the category of the most rural provinces, which we believe the province indeed is indeed, and to an extent that instead of underspending, we should be talking that Eastern Cape has overspent, and maybe they be charged for overspending. We would uh, plead their case and uh, pray for their bailout. But now here, what is happening if this? What is flying around is true. The province has underspent. 
and which means it has forfeited millions of uh, monies which should have been be benefiting the teachers and learners in that province. Could this be, Chairperson, an accident that has happened in that part of our province? Or could be, could it be simply because of incompetence within the department? Can we be taken on board? Because all these things will hamper the provision of public and quality-based education to our communities. If we are still going to have the, 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 the provinces or the departments which are failing to utilize the money as allocated. Maybe I should pause the chairperson for now. Uh, thank you very much. Thank I'm I'm back, Honorable Weep. Thank you. I'm not sure if I'm audible, though. I'm struggling. Um, the chairperson, you are, very, you are audible. You are very clear, chairperson. Okay. For now, we can hear you. No, it's fine. Let me so much give to the Weep. I see her hand is up. Okay. No, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, the network is really unstable. Uh, I don't know if it's weather or, or in this area or what. But before I lose mine, let me also um, appreciate uh, the presentation uh, of the Department of uh, Basic Education on their performance uh, and the third quarter of 2021-2022. Uh, we note the good work that has been done so far. Uh, this report is uh, capturing a very important information that uh, has taken uh, time during a very crucial period um, in, our, in our education uh, system, which is uh, uh, final examinations of all, not only matriculants, but of all learners um, um, in the country. We really appreciate uh, the work that has been done so far. Um, but we also acknowledge the challenges that they continuously facing, especially on the infrastructure, the backlog on the infrastructure. And uh, uh, efforts uh, that they are putting in place in making sure that uh, they continuously address them. Uh, with regard to what uh, Honorable Mogwaseta has, um, has raised also on the issue of scholar transport vis-a-vis uh, uh, -vis the viable schools, I think uh, there's really need to, to have a solution on that one, but I would let me hear what the, the department has uh, put in place in, in making sure that they mitigate that. Because when you go to the province, most especially uh, rural provinces like the Eastern Cape, where they you know, live in very far uh, rural areas, uh, where there's a need for scholar transport and you see learners traveling 
you know, to for longer distances to schools. And, and then you wonder how, how and when this thing is going to be resolved because uh, during rainy seasons, we even hear of uh, accidents that uh, uh, may occur in, in such uh, areas. But for me, Chairperson, um, I, I see there's a, let, a little bit of, 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 uh, of growth and improvement uh, compared to uh, the last um, uh, the last years um, or the 2020 uh, 2020-2021 um, quarterly report. There's a there's a lot of uh, uh, improvement and a lot of um, uh, achieved uh, uh, performance when you when you look into uh, when you look into the the slide on on or slide nine uh, in, in the presentation. Uh, I think they, 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 they need to, to be commended for that because uh, with all the challenges of, uh, you know, of COVID and, you know, that we, we faced as a country in recovering from it, you know, and up and downs on, you know, uh, schools being had, had to be closed and all those things, but we see that uh, there's a lot of improvement and, a, a lot of performance uh, that is recorded in this uh, in this in this uh, presentation, chair. Um, but I have one question, maybe for uh, for the department uh, is with regard to uh, the period during uh, their monitoring when they do their monitoring uh, at the level of the schools or districts uh, or in provinces and they are faced with the challenges uh, or they see challenges that are there. Um, maybe in a school, they'd be um, uh, uh, an in, inadequate, uh, uh, um, maybe LTSM or, or furniture or whatever the case may be. What, what, is, um, what is the immediate uh, intervention uh, during those um, those, those uh, monitoring visits, does the department able to, you know, assist uh, where where there's a there's a there's a challenge that they see uh, during their their uh, monitoring uh, period, especially on the site uh, where we see DG visited uh, uh, schools in the in the in KZN. Uh, what, what is what is what is the uh, um, some of the information that you, you can share with us uh, during your your intervention your your monitoring and and what kind of intervention do you immediately um, provide to to to, to those uh, to those learners, but also um, uh, note and 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 also appreciate. Uh, the MTN online schooling um, that is free and uh, it's uh, reachable to even the rural um, uh, schools where they struggle with uh, with network. We, we really appreciate that because we can see that uh, there's um, a concerted effort that is made even by our stakeholders. You know, in making sure that. Uh, learners also do 
uh, get assistance not only from the department or from basic education or from government, but also from uh, different stakeholders in our country. Thank you very much, Chairperson. No, thank you very much, Honorable um, Advance. Mine are very few issues. Um, the first one would be, um, one must also say thank you for this um, third quarter report as well, um, which we, we see that the department has tried um, to reach uh, as many targets as you have said um, for the for the third quarterly report, but um, how how is that um, going to assist in terms of improving your your audit outcomes, um, CFO? Um, how are you planning to improve? Um, your your audit uh, outcomes and um, up to this far, um, have you implemented the recommendations by the Auditor General and are you able to see um, a difference um, when you have um, recommended those um, I mean, when you have implemented those, those recommendations. And then the second one, um, there is a slide which speaks to the low spending with regards to the delays in receiving the invoices um, from the implementing agents um, for the work that they have completed. Um, what could be the reason for that? Are they not... Um, giving the, the, the invoices on time as the implementing agencies or um, and what is the department doing um, if the situation um, is, is like that. And then there is also a slide <clears throat> on, on under program four where um, you show that um, the, the, the third quarter report is lower than the, the projected um, of 234.5 million. And the low expenditure is attributed to the to the under to, to the underpayments for capital assets in the in the school infrastructure backlogs um, grant. Um, so why is the underpayments for capital assets? in the school infrastructure um, backlogs grant. So those are the, are the main issues from, um, from my side. Um, I'm, I'm not sure now who's gonna lead the, the responses. I'm not sure whether the minister or the DG is here. If not, then we go to the people that have presented. Sure, I'm here. I haven't... Uh check whether the minister is here. Uh, should I proceed, Chair? Yes, you can proceed, DG. Uh, thank you very much for, for the comments and questions. Uh, 
uh, which are always uh, enlightening, but also getting us to be uh, on our toes uh, uh, when we prepare and come to uh, to meetings of the portfolio committee and get to do our work better uh, next time or next financial year. On a lighter note, uh, when it comes to honorable Nodada, because he asked uh, if I had the first salvos, I met with him at the airport, saw him face to face for the first time. I thought if we had tea on some of these things, uh, we could have eased the work of the portfolio. It's just on a lighter note. <laughs> but I know that uh, he means business. He wants to ask these questions in a meeting of the portfolio committee because he means business. Um, <laughs> me me members of the, of, of the portfolio committee uh, will allow me to bring in colleagues uh, who are branch heads who will answer even better than what I would do. Um, let me start with uh, the issue of the special purpose vehicle. Uh, I must commend Honorable Nodada for a very sharp uh, memory. Um, yes, indeed, we did promise to get back to him. We met with ESA uh, Infrastructure South Africa, led by Dr. Ramukhopa. Uh, we now have a clear understanding from all of us of what the special, the special purpose vehicle uh, is about and what the special uh, purpose vehicle is going to be doing. It's going to be led by ESA, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Nodada. And the purpose of the special purpose vehicle is to elicit uh, investment from the private sector uh, to assist government to deal with the infrastructure backlog, not only in education, education features as part of social infrastructure, but is going to deal with uh, infrastructure broadly um, in, in government, whether it's from the economic sector, roads uh, to revive, resuscitate, uh, uh, the rail and road network, uh, but uh, bringing in private investment in infrastructure rollout. So that's how education is going to feature there. And two provinces have been identified for a pilot is Northern Cape and Eastern Cape. We agreed in our last meeting, uh, Honorable Nodata, which we promised that uh, we're going to solicit a common understanding of government from to establish a committee constituting education, bringing in, we even invited National Treasury there, and they were happy to be part of that meeting, um, ISA, um, the presidency, and even public works. So that's where we are. Education, the first uh, approach would be uh, to invest in uh, Northern Cape and uh, Eastern Cape to deal with infrastructure backlog in those two provinces. And how this thing is going to work is that uh, a private sector will bring in money and government will have to find money to pay back the investment that the private sector would have made. Uh, and the good thing is that you'd be able then 
to eradicate your infrastructure backlog much faster than it would happen from your normal appropriations of government money, uh, which wouldn't have uh, or wouldn't be able to uh, to appropriate uh, as quickly as would do uh, when we get uh, infrastructure. I mean, private sector investment. So that's the issue around special purpose vehicle. Honorable Nodada. Um, uh, the the reading plan. What, what we usually do is that we charge provinces to implement the reading plan. Uh, all provinces have implemented the reading plan. How do I know this? I know it because I chair meetings every year where they present reports on the implementation um, of their reading programs. Um, and for the past uh, five to six years, uh, provinces have been presenting reports based on these reading plans. And we also have a meeting convening every month at DBE level, where we're looking at uh, progress made on SONA commitments. One of those commitments made by the president is that uh, uh, we should ensure that uh, at the age of 10 year old, all learners are able to read with understanding. So for instance, uh, last week we received such a report from curriculum, um, uh, from uh, delivery and support, from social cohesion, um, fr from a number of line functions, where line functions were giving uh, an update of where the efforts implemented at school level, uh, supported and monitored by districts and provinces are uh, in terms of reading. So every province has got a reading plan uh, that I can put my head on the block. But what I might need to find out is the extent to which those uh, translate into uh, district plans. Uh, so on, the, on, on that one, I, I cannot vouch for, for now. Uh, provision of IT to learners with special education needs. Learners with special education needs are actually ahead of, uh, of everyone. I think 442 of our schools were to be covered by telcos. And uh, telcos... Uh, uh, the network operators, when I talk about telcos, it's network operators. They are at different level of providing not only connectivity, but even uh, special devices for special learner, for learners with special education needs in, in different schools. I think we could, we could took honorable members to, to some of these schools where, where ICT has been deployed in schools for learners with special education needs. Our plan was that we want to cover first all schools for learners with special needs, and then after that, multi-grade schools, then the next group will be quintile one to three, and then the last group will be quintile four to five. Some of the quintile four to five schools are already getting this through their own initiatives, raising funds, et cetera, and et cetera. Delivery of textbooks, 
textbooks were first delivered from the new catalog in 2012, if my memory serves me well. What provinces are doing at the moment, uh, if we talk about textbooks, is just replenishing what has been there, what we call top-up, which wouldn't exceed uh, 30% ordinarily. If it does, then it means that the province is doing very bad on uh, textbook retention and, and recovery. What we buy every year is stationary, not textbooks. So that would be my explanation with respect to uh, the analogy that you gave of Mpumalanga, Northwest, Gauteng. Uh, no, they would have textbooks. Uh, the new catalog was uh, issued in 2012. They are just replenishing now. What determines the targets of schools to be visited? It depends on the size of the project. It depends on the money available to go out and monitor. But also what we need to take, in, take into account, Honorable Chair, is that apart from the monitoring done by DBE, provincial officials do monitoring on the same issues. District officials also do monitoring. We need to take all of those foot soldiers uh, as impact of footprints into account to, to adequately assess the impact uh, of the monitoring that the sector is doing. So it's not only DBE, so it's provinces, it's also districts uh, that are doing monitoring as well. Um, so if the resources like money for monitoring is, it becomes more available, which we increase it over the years, we increase the number of schools that we monitor. But in instances of uh, crisis, we, we do go all out and cover virtually everything. For instance, I can say SAFE because SAFE was in real trouble. Honorable members will, re will remember that. Uh, SAFE is uh, uh, the program that had to deliver a presidential, a flagship program that had to deliver sanitation. Two years where nothing was delivered. Uh, uh, virtually, so we had to go for all of them. Uh, we didn't sample, we went for uh, all construction sites to go and monitor there. Number of schools monitored for ICT and uh, report and findings. We can get that and uh, the team that's doing that, we could share it uh, with, with the committee at the appropriate time. Funza Luchaka, in respect of schools for technical uh, subjects, uh, Mr. Padayaki can, can respond to that. But as I said last time, there are very few universities that are training uh, teachers for technical subjects in their faculties of education. Um, and as I said, we are in ongoing discussions with uh, heads of faculties of education to increase the uptake, given the, the vision and the plan that we have uh, for, 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 for the three-stream model, as, as Honorable Nodada correctly uh, observed. Um, is meeting targets translating into improvement in teaching and learning? Well, the results of grade 12, the results of... Uh, 
of uh, the regional and international studies uh, that are conducted uh, uh, can bear a testimony in that respect, whether there's any improvement or not. My view is that there is, there is tremendous improvement. If you look at subjects, technical subjects, for instance, for the first time, perform better than they've never ever performed uh, ever since they got introduced in 2018. So monitoring does help and it, it helps in, in many ways. Um, let me see. Luritz. Yeah, I'm sure Honorable know that this one was just a tongue in uh, tongue in cheek. <laughs> I didn't suggest that Luritz is the only way, but for us in the sector, it's a reliable means uh, to help us uh, determine, uh, you know, the extent of the dropout rate. Uh, I, I I do agree that there could be other means to determine. Uh, the extent of the dropout rate and the impact of the dropout rate. We're also working with some NGOs here who are also, um, you know, doing work in this area. Um, the zero dropout, we've, we've shared notes with them many times. So I, I do agree with you that Luritz might not be the only way. Uh, Honorable Murat said, I agree with you that uh, there is an inextricable relationship between learner transport and the measure and closure of small and unviable schools. Coincidentally, last uh, Sunday, we met with all the nine provinces. I was extremely pleased with the uh, plans that they presented uh, Sunday from two o'clock up to about six o'clock, we were in that meeting, half past five, six o'clock, and we have agreed to meet at least once a quarter, but get committees that deal with that to continue to do work. Um, the fact that Eastern Cape underspend is under EIG, and maybe that's why the media knows about that because about 200 million has been moved to KZN so that we keep it within the sector. In terms of EIG, I think it's common knowledge on that one, uh, Honorable Murat Setla. Uh, underspending, uh, well, it's a number of issues, uh, capacity challenges, the relationship actually between that department and provincial treasury. I've had a meeting with them. I've written to the DG to mediate between the two. I've told that the first meeting has happened. I think the major issue is between provincial treasury and the provincial education department. We thank you for appreciating the work that we do and to all honorable members, thank you for appreciating the work that we do. Backlog in infrastructure, we've really turned the corner and I'm sure Mr. Van der Westen can give you figures, inappropriate structures, um, how many have we replaced so far? water and sanitation, even for this year's targets, I would be very surprised if we don't uh, uh, meet them and get very, very close to meeting them, unlike the previous years. Concerned about learner uh, transport in schools in deep rural areas, yes, indeed, especially in KZN, I fully agree. Um, uh, Honorable Aduns, 
it is a challenge. Uh, it is also a challenge in instances where sc- small schools are closed without uh, taking transport into account. Uh, thank you for commending us for performance in grade 12. Inadequate delivery of textbooks when, uh, okay, it's about uh, replacing textbooks. I think I've explained that one. Honorable Chair, um, how are we planning to improve our audit outcomes? I'll leave that to the CFO, but I can tell you that we've been working very hard. The teams are out. The major issues are two things, irregular expenditure and uh, misstatements in the financial statements. But I'll leave it to the CFO so that I don't uh, cover everything. Maybe I should invite Mr. Padayaki after that, the CFO, and then anyone uh, who'd want to add to what uh, maybe I might have not fully covered. Thank you very much, Chair, for your indulgence, honorable members and colleagues. They can proceed, um, Mr. Konambi. Mr. Padayaki. Yeah, oh, Mr. Okay. Padayaki followed by the CFO. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, DG. Good morning to the Honorable Chair and mem- Honorable Members. I think the one was on the Honorable Nodada. We did provide information. We will submit uh, the specifics that are being asked. I'm not sure of the other questions. I didn't have connectivity at certain times. Thank you, DG. Uh, thank you, DG. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to two issues. Uh, the one was from Honorable Nodada to, to check if uh, the spending on a CD is not fiscal dumping. I think uh, the, 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 the question was that we should give an assurance. We, 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 we are giving that assurance, Chair. Uh, it's not fiscal dumping. Uh, by virtue of the fact that uh, the infrastructure area or the schools, the 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 the, the, the building of schools basically is is a multi-year, it, it's actually multi-year project. So there'll always be the, the 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 you can never at the end of the financial year say I've spent hundred percent and and and. I'll start in the following year. So there's always that overlap. So there are years when, for example, in this year, we are, we are very fortunate that we're spending the whole budget, but it doesn't necessarily mean that all the schools that we have started have been completed by virtue of uh, the fact that uh, the projects are multi-year. And that's the nature of the budgeting, even in, in government, to say we, we cannot budget for, 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 for all the schools in one year. So, so, so you, you, I, I want the, 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 the meeting to be rest assured that the spending is, 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 there's value for money. It's not, it's not fiscal dumping. With regards to the question on, uh, 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 from the chairperson on the improvement of audit outcomes, uh, chair, we, we, just to recap that in the previous financial year, we moved from an unqualified audit 
we, we move from a qualified audit outcome to an unqualified audit outcome with, with uh, two matters of emphasis. But the major matter of emphasis was on the fact that our irregular expenditure had, had increased to 3.2 billion. And it had increased to 3.2 billion share because uh, in the previous year, in the 2019-2020 year, the AG has had raised an issue as part of the qualification to say they don't have an assurance or they don't they 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 they, they don't have a we are not they are not able to assess what work we have done on the infrastructure side to verify the the authenticity of the irregular expenditure that we had reported that was in 2019-2020. So what we then did in 2020-2021, which is the previous financial year, was that we went all out to all implementing agents and checked all the irregular expenditure starting way back to, to when, when RCD started, I think at 2011 or so. And that's why we came out with this big figure of 3.29 billion. That, sorry, 3.209 billion. That, that 3.209 billion, only, only a, a small fraction related to, 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 to the year under review. So that about 2.7 billion was going way back. So the point we are making, Chair, is that there's, there's no, no, there's no way that there can be a repetition of the 3.2 billion irregular expenditure because that 3.2 billion has been covered going years back. We are nevertheless repeating the same exercise that we did last year of going to implementing agents to make sure that the the irregular expenditure that uh, uh, they report is, is correct. But as I say, we, we won't reach uh, even a fraction of the figures that uh, we reached last year because last year it was a, it was a, it was because there was a backlog of, of about ten years. So we we the, the, that's the major issue, chair. That we we was was a a, 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 a matter of emphasis, not the qualification matter. The other matter was uh, the restatement of uh, uh, financial statements. Uh, and this is related to to the to the to the same ACD issue where we would get information from implementing agents to record in our financials, but by the time the AG goes through to audit that information at implementing agents, the AG would find that that information would have changed between the time that that was reported to us and the time it was audited. And that's why we would find that the the, the finding then says your financial statements are not what what obtains on the ground. And that's why there was a a restatement. What we are doing this year, Chair, is that uh, from the the infrastructure and IA side, by the end of this month, we are going to get financials for the 11 months up to February, so that whilst we're still waiting for the closure of uh, the, last, uh, the last month of the financial year, because we close 
March in, 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 in at the end of April. While we're waiting for the closure of March, at least we are able to work on the 11 months financial statement. So that, those are the two issues, Chair, that uh, led to, 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 to matters of emphasis in, in the last uh, audit outcome. Uh, uh, let me just check. Yeah, no, no, I think, I think uh, that's a, that's a, that's a, there's been an improvement, Chair. you also asked about the delays in IA submitting invoices for work done. There, there's been an improvement because what we have done this year, this relates, Chair, to, and it, 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 it goes hand in hand with the, the, the other question that you asked, Chair, of under, under, under spending on capital assets. What happens is that most of our implementing agents are paid tranches. I think there's only one which is not paid a tranche. So, so, so what then happens is that we pay them tranches and then only after they've spent the money would they give us invoices. And as long as we have not gotten the invoices, we would record the tranche payment in our books as a prepayment or as a debt, as money that we've advanced, as an advance, let me put it that way. So it's only when we get invoices that uh, we, 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 we then move the, the money from an advance to an expense. What happened previously, Chair, was that we, we, we encountered a lot of delays from implementing agents which are getting advances. We, we encountered a lot of delays for them to submit invoices. And as a result, we'd find that the, 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 the spending doesn't move up, even if on the side of the implementing agent there has been spending. What we have done is we've tightened up our processes of giving uh, additional tranches. For example, you, you know, before you get the next tranche, we make sure that you, you've given us, or an implementing agent has given us at least the, uh, 90% of uh, the invoices relating to the previous tranche, so that uh, we, you don't, you, we don't sit with money that's in the implementing agents, on the implementing agent side, uh, whilst on our side, it's not expenditure yet. So, so that's the, the, those are the measures that we've put in place, Chair, and then uh, we, we're seeing improvements because, as we've said, uh, uh, last year we, we actually, when the year ended, we, we, we had a lot of money that was sitting at implementing agents, which on our side uh, created cash flow problems. But this year we've been more tighter. And that's why in my presentation, I've mentioned that the, the spending this year would be very close to 100%. Chair. Thank you. Uh, over to you, DG. Chair, I'm not sure whether the DG can still hear us. Uh, there was a point which DG made to say maybe Mr. Van Vestazen may want to come in on one or two other matters. I'm not sure whether there, there is really issues that uh, are still not dealt with. Uh, Mr. Van Vestazen, is there anything that you, you want to add from the infrastructure side? Good morning to all the honorable members. Good morning, DG. And and colleagues from the department, I think the, the two issues um, that has to some extent been addressed is the Eastern Cape um, under expenditure and the questions regarding the EIG. 
I've requested Mr. Mofuku, who is the grant manager, to just give the, the honourable members a, a feedback on what, what is the real situation there and where we are at the moment. And um, he can maybe also just refer to the transport issue, the link between rationalisation and transfer. Mr. Mofoku, if you can just give us some feedback, please. Thank you and, and good morning, Honourable Chair and Honourable Members. Uh, DG has uh, already touched on part of the question on the, on the 205 million that was transferred to from the Eastern Cape to KZN. Uh, but just to, to indicate to honorable members that uh, no money was returned to National Treasury. Uh, the money was in the sector and in order not to lose that because of the challenges in the Eastern Cape, uh, that money was transferred directly from uh, Eastern Cape to, to, to KZN. So no money was returned to National Treasury. But with regards to the reasons behind the challenges in the, in the Eastern Cape, uh, the, we, we, we identified that challenge right from the beginning of the financial year in the first quarter. Uh, and one of the major reasons was as a result of the uh, majority of contractors having suspended activities in the previous financial year as a result of delayed and non-payment caused by uh, COVID-19 related uh, budget cuts. Uh, and uh, some of the contractors refused to go back on site and that created some challenges. What we did as the DBE, uh, we met with the team and thinking it was in the second quarter uh, and we started to develop a recovery plan for the province. And that recovery plan included accelerating the process of awarding replacement contractors where contractors had terminated their contracts, uh, bringing forward projects that were due to start later in the financial year, taking to procurement projects where design had already been completed, and also uh, uh, reallocating some, some of the portfolios from other implementing agents that were not performing to, to other implementing agents. So uh, in the third quarter, then we also met with individual implementing agents over two days uh, just to follow up on, the, on the, the, the implementation of that recovery plan. And subsequent to that, we also met with the team together with their technical support unit to follow up on that. Uh, DG has already mentioned that there were some serious delays with regards to approvals from the provincial treasury, which warranted DG's intervention, which he did. And uh, unfortunately, it was already late for some of those projects uh, to start spending. Those projects that wanted uh, 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 to be approved by the provincial treasury, uh, most of them approvals came in in January early in January, late in January. And as we are aware, in terms of uh, infrastructure, a project at the beginning does not really spend that much. So that is the reason that caused the, the huge under-expenditure uh, in the province. What have we done in preparation for the next financial year is that we have already met with the province and the technical team and the implementing agent. We held a planning workshop 
in preparation for the next financial year. And we will be meeting with the provincial team again next week. And we meet with the team through a DDG's meeting every Friday to get reports on their readiness for the next financial year. But as a, as a, as a unit, we meet with the team. As I indicated, we've already had a workshop, a planning workshop with the entire technical team of the Eastern Cape to prepare for the next financial year so that we do not have this kind of a situation coming into the next financial year. Thank you, Chair. Uh, the chair is uh, out ag again in a meeting. Um, I will continue with uh, with chairing uh, up until she manages to to log in again. Uh, oh no, I I see two hands. There's a hand of uh, Mr. Bekim Panza. Oh no, well, not that. Is that an old hand or there are new questions? No, it's just one thing. Uh, okay, no, let, let's let's give to Mr. Bekim Panza and then you'll come in. Sure. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Chairperson. Uh, good morning, uh, honourable members. Now, I just wanted to add uh, on the response uh, what DG provided regarding the squadron transport and the closure of or major of non uh, of small and non viable schools. Just to indicate that um, we developed guidelines uh, whereby we our the aim of the guidelines was to. Uh, assist provinces uh, in terms of how to go about when they are uh, emerging uh, small and non-viable schools. Those guidelines are called rationalization of small and non-viable schools. So we further also in 2019 and 2018 and 19, I led a process where we workshopped uh, all provinces in terms of uh, what are the processes that they need to follow before they close the school or match a non-viable non school. So uh, one of the, of the conditions or prerequisites is that if there is no budget for scholar transport, then the school cannot be closed or, 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 or matched because uh, it's one of the of requirements that uh, uh, the, 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 the scholar transport must be provided. Uh, if uh, the school is is closed or merged, maybe uh, honourable member, what you need to do is to revise that uh, workshop again because you may find that uh, maybe uh, the new officials that were not there when we ran those workshops in 2018 and 2019, but we we, we do have guidelines that uh, really stipulate that the school cannot be closed uh, if there's no scholar transport, for instance. Even provinces like KZN, they have a list of schools that they, where they've conducted consultation uh, with all stakeholders, but now they cannot proceed with, with the closure of those schools because of the budget constraint regarding uh, scholar transport. Thank you. No, thank you very much, Mr. Mpanza. Um, Honorable Notada. Thanks, thanks. Uh, sorry, man, I forgot one thing uh, as I was going through my notes. Um, it's the issue of uh, the, the monitoring of schools regarding school nutrition, right? Um, I just wanted to check because it's, I think it's the only one that was partially achieved. I might have missed it in the presentation as to the reasons why it was only partially achieved. 
And I asked this in the backdrop, Chair, of the recent reports around, you know, 7,500 children suffering from or dying from malnutrition under the ages of of five, which is not necessarily applicable uh, to to the starting age in basic education. But considering that we're going to have the ECD migration taking place uh, as of this week, I wanted to check what the reason was in terms of not being able to meet that particular target of monitoring nutritious meals. And linked to that question, there was a discussion around providing two nutritious meals for certain quantile schools and whether that's still in the pipeline or happening in certain areas or whether that discussion is still taking place. It's just that chair that I completely forgot. Thanks. No, um, thank you, Honorable uh, Can you then um, put your hands down so that we are not confused again? But uh, can I give it over to you, uh, Mr. Kuno, um, if the DG is not in the meeting? You can uh, delegate whoever responsible to respond to that one. Thanks. Thanks, Chair. I... I'm not sure. I think it should be Dr. Whittle. I'm not sure if he's in the meeting. Uh, Thanks, thanks, thanks. So the the issue of the partially achieved targets, uh, Honorable Nodada, uh, just has to do with the logistics of the exams during the final uh, quarter and also related to uh, issues of the pandemic. So it's a logistical matter. Um, and we, uh, you know, have put systems in place to then pick up uh, the slack in the, in the fourth quarter. Uh, on the second meal that uh, the Honourable Member is referring to, so two provinces at the moment are already serving breakfast. Uh, those provinces are um, the Western Cape and Gauteng, uh, they serve two meals from the uh, current allocation that we provide. We have started a process during the last financial year of, of piloting breakfast. Uh, we working with a range of partners there, uh, private sector partners, Tiger Brands, uh, PepsiCo, Nestle and others. Um, but through our own processes, we have started uh, piloting in some of the districts. So um, we've got uh, some reports available from, from that particular pilot, and we could certainly make those uh, reports available. The intention is to phase in breakfast uh, over the next couple of years, um, uh, mostly due to the, uh, the limited budget and the high uh, food inflation that we have in the country at the moment. But the intention certainly is over the next uh, couple of years to phase in a breakfast, particularly in quintile one to three schools. Uh, thanks, Chairperson. Thanks, uh, CFO. Thanks, Dr. Whittle. Chairperson, over to you. Well, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Whittle, and uh, to you, Mr. Kuno. Um, I'm, I'm sure we have covered all the questions. Um, and exhausted, uh, you know, all the, uh, the the discussions in the, the in the presentation. Uh, I would then uh, allow 
the officials of the, of the department uh, to leave us so that we deal with another another uh, item in the in the agenda. But let me thank you very much for attending um, this uh, uh, setting and appreciate uh, all the uh, explanation and the work that you have given to us uh, of of the your, your performance of the of the third quarter. Uh, let me allow you then to leave uh, Mr. Kunoi and the, the entire delegation and thank the D- DG and the minister in absentia for uh, always uh, attending uh, to our meetings and always uh, providing uh, whatever uh, query or, or a question that might, might arise in our meetings. Uh, can you then leave us then up until we meet again? This this is it's, it's our last meeting of the of this uh, of the first quarter up until we meet again after recess. Thank you very much. Thank Long you, live the chair and honourable members. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're back. <laughs> thank you, DG. Drive safe. Thank you. Thank you, man. Keep well. Nice meeting you, DG. You must have team. Yeah, you yeah, must have tea, and, tea. And, and, and not only tea, tea and some cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not going to know that. That the two of you will never meet. Somebody's going to die. Not that the FDG. I bet. We must include you, principal, to mediate. No, no, yeah, yeah. Unless you invite me for mediation, you see, you are like you create. You are like Ukraine. <laughs> 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 uh, Mr. Brown, is those uh, those are the uh, minutes? Uh, yes, Chair Chairperson, that, that's the minutes of the last meeting. Okay. Uh, can we then go through the minutes and then we adopt them? That it will be our last um, item, ne? That's the last item. Thank no, you, we are, no, we we have to to present the the, the framework for the second quarter. You are back. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. All okay. right. No, you must proceed. My my network is is really giving me problems. Just proceed. I'm using a phone now. Okay. No, I'm no, I'm, I'm using my phone because other gadget I'm struggling. So the, oh. this one, the phone, yeah, the phone is the one that is uh, very, very stable. And uh, I found a spot where I don't move. When I move, you know, I lose it again. And oh. so let's move then. Uh, first was the agenda where we dealt with uh, uh, the budget review 2022-2023 of two uh, entities of the department which is Umalusi and says, uh, the attendance is there. Um, of the department and also the members that were attended, that attended the members uh, delegation from says and also from Umalusi. Um, the chairperson opened the meeting uh, made remarks uh, in welcoming us 
and then the agenda was adopted by honorable mobo uh, and uh, seconded by honorable mwasetla uh, or by honorable litsie sorry uh, can you move we received the two uh, presentation one from umalusi and the other one from says And then members engaged in the two presentation uh, in form of uh, questions uh, and clarity seeking questions. And they were responded to. And then there was um, a minute of the previous meeting of the 15th of March, matters arising and the meeting agenda at uh, nine minutes past 12. No, not nine minutes, but uh, one minute to one. Sorry, I thought that was a zero. <laughs> <laughs> I need glasses. I need glasses for so I thought it was 12.09 and it's 12.59. <laughs> yeah. No, I need glasses now. Uh, age is catching up with me. Yeah, uh, those I, were the I minutes. Can we, can we then move to uh, make corrections um, um, before we, we adopt uh, our minutes? If there are no corrections, can we then move to adopt uh, the minutes? Lulas to do. I rise to move that these minutes be adopted as a true record of what transpired on that day in question. Thank you, Prospal. Uh, any seconder? No doubt I'm a second. Ah, this one will never. Up until it raised the tea with the DG, it will never second. Can I second, Chairperson? I second, game. Hey, this chair is carrying and seconding. Hey, this Chairperson. <laughs> yeah, because you are silent like the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I requested the Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee, if I may, second. <laughs> Yeah, there is a chair. There is a, a resident chair. You you have got the power to second. All right. No, thank you very much. Uh, can we then give it back to you, Mr. Brown, for um the draft uh, uh or framework for the second quarter, second term uh program. Can you deal with the, the, the second uh, uh, second term program? Uh, thanks, Chairperson. I'm not sure if members can see the program, uh, if you are able to. Yeah, they, yeah. 
I see where it's highlighted in green and blue. Yeah, yeah, Chair, uh, just to indicate that, uh, it is a draft, uh, tentative draft, which we've been working on, uh, Chairperson, um, that there's one week when we return in April. Um, it's a committee week. And the idea was to, to look at doing the Portfolio Committee strategic plan uh, and uh, committee annual performance plan in that in that week, Chairperson. And maybe also look at the processing and how we unpack the Bella Bill and uh, once we've done the advertisements for that. That will be the first week, Chairperson. Um, the, the, then, there's a, then there's a leave period for the NA from the week of the, the 25th to the 29th of April. <clears throat> uh, leave period for NA. Uh, this is followed by, then we are back to committees and plenaries, uh, the week, uh, starting the week of the 2nd of May, uh, where we would look to, to bring the department to, uh, to just give us an update and a brief on uh, the issues of school infrastructure, CD safe programs. Uh, it's an item that has been coming up quite quite a lot in the meetings uh, of of late. Uh, Chairperson, uh, after that, uh, our following Tuesday, uh, we have uh, indeed identified a briefing with the Cajiso Trust, uh, their roles, functions, and responsibilities. It's uh, something that we have been looking to do for for some time. Uh, we are then followed by uh, well, another item, Chairperson, uh, for the following week is the issues of math, science, technology, uh, and how teacher training development uh, and get the briefing from the department on that. Uh, the Bella Bill, uh, written and oral submissions, will always remain an item on the agenda, uh, Chairperson, but it's just that we, can, we are then also allowed to, to look at other items that we would like to, to include. Uh, that brings us to the week of the 24th of May, at Chairperson. Um, again, uh, items on the Basic Education Laws Amendment Bill and the submissions will always remain an item on the agenda, but we will look to continue with our engagement with the Northwestern Free State. Remember, we had an oversight visit to those two provinces uh, for them to just come and give us an update uh, on the implement implementation of the recommendations of our report. <clears throat> Uh, you will note, Chair, that the, this meeting will be subject to approval of the House Chair. It was on that morning, and that is, as per the latest program, there, there is uh, the mini plenaries in the morning. I think those are budget budget votes. Uh, Chair, the following week, uh, once again, we would like to, to, to then continue with our engagement with the provinces that we visited on oversight. That would be Western Cape and the Northern Cape. Uh, Chair, added to this, seeing that we are bringing the Western Cape, uh, we have also included, and I have forwarded to members, we've received a petition, uh, uh, this week or was last week, we received a petition uh, from Honourable Sukers in respect of the closure of the Sikwikhat Primary School. The petition has been via the Office of the Speaker, and the, the petition has been referred to the committee, so we would like to deal with that petition maybe on that same morning because we would have had the Western Cape uh, in that meeting. That <clears throat> uh, then goes to the, the week of the, the 6th to the 10th of June. Uh, Chairperson, we will continue with an updated status report on the ECD. Remember by that time, uh, the function shift would have, would have been finalized and it would be with DBE, just to get an updated status report on the challenge and the mitigations. Uh, the last, the last Tuesday, Chair, we have 
uh, we we will have the briefing by the department on the fourth quarterly report that is uh, that would be uh, that would be ready from the department side. So we'll we'll take that fourth quarterly report at uh, at our last meeting. Once again, we will continue with the the submissions on the bill will always remain an item on the agenda as we as we move along. There's a constituency period. Uh, it's quite a quite a lengthy constituency period, chair and. Uh, the idea was, and this is this is to be confirmed, that we could look at at, at least a possible uh, oversight. Uh, we are we are still owing one one province chair in respect of the provinces that we have been visited. It was only in Pumalanga that was outstanding to try and do do that uh, maybe for for in one week during that constituency period. But then to look at whether we can start. You know the the, the public uh, public uh, participation hearing on the bellable. Uh, this is something that uh, the committee will have to decide on whether we are ready to to go on this to start this process. Uh, I, I indicate again it is a quite uh, members have indicated that uh, they would they would prefer to do it during the constituency periods because that would free them up, and that this would be quite a quite a lengthy constituency period for us to then maybe look at yeah, doing one or two provinces in respect of the Bella Bell provincial hearings. Chair, that is more or less the program. Uh, it is tentative uh, and draft, and uh, we, uh, we, we do submit the, 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 the program to, to the committee. Um, just one item that I'm, that I'm just missing, but I'll, I'll add it in. It's just, we have to probably adopt our budget vote report. Uh, in that first in that first week when we are back, we will just find space to do that, uh, as well as this report on the third quarterly report. Uh, those are the two that would be the two outstanding reports that we will adopt as soon as we are back uh, uh, for the second term. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, um, uh, Chairperson and members. Not sure if there is anything uh, from from Porsche's side that you may you may want to add. <clears throat> Ms. Koshia, do you want to add something? Ms. Uh, Koshia is very quiet. Uh, oh, I did indicate I'm okay with the framework. There's nothing to add from my side. Oh, yes. Where did you indicate, Ms. Posh? We're waiting for you to indicate. <laughs> I did just now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you you are muted. No, it's fine. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you uh, very much, Mr. Brown. Uh, members, there is the framework. Any inputs? Any questions? Uh, members, hey, members, no data. Can we just uh, get this draft once the the committee? Going to adopt it as it is, uh, just to to align with our own program, so that we don't have things that are clashing. It's still a draft uh, on almost not that uh, it will uh, be. Um, I think it will be a working document uh, when uh, it is adopted or approved, actually by by the house chair. But I think it's not a transmesh. Uh, you can be sent the, the draft. But for me, Mr. Brown, um, I wanted to check in our chairperson if we can't have 
uh, that oversight from Pumalanga and be, you know, done with uh, visiting provinces as early as when we come back from from the oversight. I mean, from the from recess. Uh, maybe if you can check that one, so that we don't need uh, to to have it hanging whilst we still have to deal with the uh, with the um, public hearings. If if you can check uh, if that if that that one can be possible, but for me, um, I I I think uh, that the draft is noted. Uh, I don't see any hint, but I think um. No, said, I don't know. Um, where is 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 Sukers not in the meeting? The chairperson no, of Sukers uh, did put in an apology. She is trying to call me. Uh, oh, because she sent me. Um, sorry, man. You know, using the phone also is is a bit. Um, she she is requesting that we we put this petition of hers a bit earlier. C- can you just move the? Uh, can you move this this? Um, where I'm, Llewellyn, just just go up, just go up. Don't go too down. Um, I'm not sure uh, how other members are feeling, but she's requesting that we put this petition of hers um, a bit earlier. So I'm not sure if members are comfortable that we do it on the on that week of the... Just after the leave, 2 to 5 May, we swap. We swap. We swap that meeting with the with the meeting we were supposed to be doing her petition with the with the Western Cape. That's if it's doable. Can I just ask, Chair, is is, yeah. is, is, that, is that time period not when we are supposed to be dealing with the budget vote? When are we starting with the budget vote? And um, Llewellyn, the debates. Budget, budget votes are, are scheduled, I think, for the third week in May. Um, I'm just double check exactly what date our, our vote is. I think it's the 18th, if I'm not mistaken, but I will just double check with Mr. Mahada. But we would have adopted our, our, our budget vote report on that 3rd of May. That, 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 that shouldn't take too long. And then we are able to then shift. Uh, we can do that, that swap for the petition on that, on that day, on the 3rd of May. I'll just double check with Mr. Mahara when when our our vote is. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. So, are you comfortable? Not that. Perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so I think then we agree for that week that we we just do the the necessary changes, Llewellyn, and put the the Western Cape that pro, that meeting of with. with the Western Cape on, on that week. With regards to what the whip is raising of the Mpumalanga, um, I think let's let's allow you to work on it yourself and suspose um, as we are on the on the oversight, we would be able to interact and and bring it back to the committee uh, if that is fine with you, um, whip. But I agree with you that we need to go to Mpumalanga. 
No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, if we can get something, um, whether before, during recess or when we come back, it's still fine. But I was saying, let us also prioritize it and, you know, be done with so that we don't have it hanging to say we have never visited uh, schools in Pumalang. No, that's perfect. That's okay. fine. Um, so please just effect those changes and then let, let me see them leveling and then after that we can be able to email them before the end of the week to all the members so that they can plan their, their programs for the, for the second quarter. Thank you, Chair. We, we, we will affect the changes. Uh, just to indicate, I've just spoken to Mr. Mahara. The budget vote for basic education is on Thursday, the 19th of May at, uh, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So uh, we would have, well, uh, we've still got enough time for that. We would have adopted our report at the first meeting. Okay. All right. That's the date, not that. Okay. It's the 19th of, of May. Um, so, um, um, so it's yeah, fine. Um, Okay. Um, okay. So, which means then we are okay with the with the with the with this framework. Um, yeah. So we can you can somehow close then the meeting. Thank you. Ah, chair, close the meeting, man. We can hear you clearly. Close it. <laughs> No, it's fine. Then, members, let's then adjourn the meeting. Let me not even take longer now. Kimberly is showing me flames today. Yeah, uh, but, but you have resurrected from the dead. I'm telling you, you, are, you sound very powerful now. Oh, as so which means I'm home. As if you can start the meeting afresh now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds very afresh. You can start a new <laughs> meeting, Jay. Our phones are more powerful than these two gadgets when it comes to network. Uh, yeah. I recommend sure tomorrow it, with this motion of no data. This motion of no data. Pella, we, we are at sure home with our keeping us busy for no, nothing. No data. What actually do you want? When? When? Or nothing. Not that I want us to meet. He says we've That's... not been meeting for a long time. No, what? but I mean, really, man, some of us, we've got children. Our children are, at, yeah, well, are, are on holidays. We want to be with our kids. Then it's fine. Just make sure your network is connecting tomorrow to vote. If not, then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Thanks a lot, members. Okay. No, thank you very much. <laughs> Bye, Chef. <laughs> See you tomorrow, physically so. Physically, yes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>